But it's the good word, everybody. You already know who it is. This is your man's the one, and this is the Dukes of Football. Um, it's a good night tonight. You know, it's um, CFP semifinals it's football show. And you know how we love to have a uh, good talk about Michigan all the time. But I think I'm going to have some guests with me tonight to talk about some of the other schools and some other things that's going on in the, the CFP football college world. Um we thought we were going to get our good friend DeLion back tonight, but, you know, he is still recovering from um, his battle with the plague. So um, hopefully we'll get him back next week. So no less of a good show. We're still going to have our NFL picks tonight, but we wanted to make sure that we want to get a lot of the college football world in. So I brought some friends along tonight to uh, chit chat about some college football and some other football. So, what is going on, fellas? How's it going? Hanging, hanging. So, uh, Matt, won't you tell us how you know uh, the network? So, uh, Dan and his brother got me kind of hooked into doing this when I was doing online racing with them, and been following along since. Follow you a lot. Like to go back and forth with you. So this will be fun. Awesome! Awesome. <laughs> Was that Devon, right? My buddy Devin, yeah. Devin, I don't know why I thought Devon. It's, it's it's almost as good as the name of Damon, but not not quite <laughs> close. <laughs> How do you, my man? What's going on? Are, are you pretty excited, man? I'm always excited. How about I mean, you? Know, like, you know, Michigan in the playoff, though, big deal. Want to fire Harbaugh one minute, next minute, like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Listen, how, how's I'm, it going in Michigan? Like, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk Harbaugh in, in a minute because I, I I'm split with this guy. You know what I mean? Because I am, uh, you know, it just ain't working all the time. You know what I mean? But I'm also like, well, who else you gonna go get? And then I also like we have a connection between a friend of ours, a mutual friend. You know, we get you know special privileges. You know mm -hmm. that a lot of fans don't get to get. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what you got, Matt? <laughs> oh, good old six callers ahead of you, Jimmy Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'll speak. I'll speak my piece about him later. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's my he's my coach. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I was angry for a long time. But then I just got to understand a couple things. You know what I mean? Like, people keep saying, you know, Michigan fans want to live on a legacy. And then you had to think about it. So what was our legacy? The last 30 years, our legacy has been losing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what are you looking for? Like, if you think about it, our last national championship, which was split, was in 97, you know, with Nebraska. And before that, the last outright national championship was in the early 80s. And be, so, no, it was earlier than that. So, it could be Nebraska. 
You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like the, you celebrating what your last national championship. Most of you weren't even born. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm, I sadly was because I'm old. But you know. Yeah, you know, I've been around a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, <laughs> um, so fellas, uh, just so we uh, this might as well get into. It. We got another fella that's gonna hang out with us coming along. As soon as I guess he figures out his uh, internet connection, must be that uh, that old Westfield air. You know what I mean? <laughs> the internet is subjectly up north. Things great for the internet there. <laughs> you know, it's the taxes. You think them high ass taxes? Their internet to be on point. Could be an Ohio State fan too. <laughs> oh yes. And why are they so still angry? You know what I mean? Like, really? Are y'all still mad? Like you got the dude throwing shade at the Heisman. You mad? What you mad for? You know what I mean? I don't know. They want Urban back. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was I don't know. I feel that Roger Goodell and the rest of the owners should be do a vote on Khan. Like, we don't really want you an owner if that's the type of guy that you go hire for your head coach. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. They put every other owner out for dumb shit. I mean, what about Dan Snyder, though? They can't pin that nutty, bro. He's friends <laughs> with the higher-ups. He's, he's part of that syndicate. Yeah. I think the big thing that bothers me about that is, like, you know, a player, like, you know, you look the other day, Kamara, like, Christmas colors, you know, cleats. And they're gonna like probably fine him like ten grand, and he's like, "That's okay. I'll just go ahead and you know match that fine and give it to a charity." But it's just so silly, you know. Like it's like you get these players, and then like you know maybe Aaron Rodgers, you know, obviously a little higher up in the uh, hierarchy, you know, can say something, and then Kamara or whoever else are fine for like just silly, silly shit, you know, like ridiculous. You know, I don't get that. Same thing yeah. with the owners, I guess. I, I like how they they finally started to call some of these players out who were, who are, you know, I mean, just blatantly violating things. Like you got your guy from uh, the Bills, Cole Beasley. Like you've been yeah. fined a hundred grand for repeatedly violating. The, why don't you just put some bitch out? If he's not gonna follow, I mean, like your yeah. choice is your choice. And like I care if you want to take the vaccine, fine. If you don't want to take the vaccine. Fine, but you got to follow a certain set of rules. And if yeah. you can't follow those certain set of rules, then I can't have you around. Period. I mean, if I was his teammates, I'm shitty. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. But to that same point, though, look at the guys that are getting fined for taunting. That's getting insane, too. So a little wave you're getting fined for. Like, I just think they're getting money hungry. Because if you think about it, look at how much money they lost last year with not having fans in the stands. So they have to make up the money somehow this year. Yes, yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, you go into like the taunting things, sort of senseless. You ever seen it? Like, I was at a Purdue football game, you know, I'm a big Purdue fan, you know, here. And like one time, Purdue Pete like had like his hammer, right? Or something like that. And the player was going by, like, you know, and like threw him the ball or something like that. Like, and they like gave us like some kind of like, celebration because like the ball ended up at his feet and he threw it back to him. It's like 
you know, like, are, is that that's a penalty? Like, you can't, you know, you know, you can't, you can't saying, use you know, a, you can't I use a, a little bit of time. You go spike that Dallas Cowboy star, like, you know, now that's just, that was fun. That was <laughs> funny. That count. was hilarious. That was great. <laughs> or like when they, I'm not an Ezekiel Elliott fan by any means, but like the find of him jumping in the uh, Salvation Army bucket on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was great. And you're going to yeah. find him for it? Like, and you're going to throw the penalty. Like, come on, man. You're doing a little bit much. This, this isn't Randy Moss in his uh, shoot to the moon. I know. <laughs> hey. I, I like this. I the Sharpie days. You know, pull out the Sharpie. Yeah. Quick it, that, was, that was classic. The that fact that you're carried around a Sharpie in your in your sock is yeah. confidence. Yeah, that inspired me to do that in a pickup basketball one time on nine foot gorilla rims. I did a three sixty windmill on a dude, and I had a sharp. Uh, it's all all because of him, man. All because of To, man. Just pulled out. You know, like he didn't really accept my autograph much, but you know, it felt good. It felt good. <laughs> Imitations is the most sincere form of flattery, right? Yeah. Uh oh. What is Dan talking about? Uh -oh. Why do we allow Cowboy fans uh -oh. on the show? Oh, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I am. He's talking oh, about okay, Matthew. Well, he, that's the only person he could have been talking about because he sure as hell wasn't talking about You know what? I can't even talk bad about him right now. I got some good things to say here in a little bit. And it sucks because I hate it. <laughs> Get the but they're still not better than the Steelers, so I'm good. Yeah. Um, so hey, while we're talking about the NFL, let's jump into um these picks real quick because I want to I like guest picks a little bit, so we can jump into that so uh that way we can get into our main topics of the day. So um that is not what we're doing. I need to get in order. So uh here we go. Doc Sports NFL picks of the week brought to you by Doc Sports. Uh, text BW Sports 1 to 29022 for your free $60 in picks. I know this comment is Dan. If I switch over and look, I know it's him. Of course it is. <laughs> Every damn day, Eagles fly, Eagles fly. So how often do you hear that on racing, Matt, when you guys are iRacing? Eagles fly and all that crap. Too much. <laughs> but but he's usually saying that because he's usually chasing me. So it's just like the Eagles chasing the Cowboys in the East. Like you better catch Ooh. up, buddy. Ooh, he's throwing <laughs> shots early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our first game of the week, we have the Chiefs and the Bengals. I picked this game because this is a nice uh, top of the AFC battle. You got the Bengals, who is in a um, a new. Well, up and coming young team with a lot of talent, a lot of potential, potential, potential um, coming into the AFC and the AFC North. You got the Chiefs who are basically starting to find their momentum, find their their swagger, so to speak. So I figured this would be a pretty good game. You know, I mean, a decent defense, a hungry offense, um, exciting offense who's starting to catch themselves and the defense is very opportunistic. What do you think about this, Vince? Well, uh, are you, we're talking spread winner, right? Obviously, or just straight up? Uh, no, these these two are just straight up. We only oh, got one up? square okay. winner. Um, well, about four or five weeks ago, I sort of like noticed like a trend, like it, I was kind of as I was saying before, like in the live game betting, where like there's a spot of momentum and like people kind of like hit that, you know, hit that extra gear. 
And as good as the Bengals are, and it's at the Bengals, so I've not really checked the weather, you know, as far as that goes. But I just think like now is like winning time. So like when you're like a uh, like when you're like when it's you're already in playoff mode already now if you're a good team, you know, I mm-hmm. think you guys probably both can agree with that. So I would definitely have to go Chiefs here. Honestly, I think that they're gonna they're in a good spot to win the Super Bowl if they can all come back and be healthy like they've been. They've got like Hilaire's been out, Kelsey, but like. What's striking about them is like their defense has really come on. Like beginning of the season last year, they were pretty decent. And I think when you have that Super Bowl hangover, you get that hunger back, you know, when you come back and you kind of hit a wall. And that's like now, like, you know, when you lose one, it's sort of deflating. And I think, you know, getting back in there, you know, I feel like so I really liked them in this matchup if it were if it were me and versus the spread is obviously the all righty. I mean, ten, oh, damn. I got all the wrong. Yeah, then the franchise. You can call me the franchise. I <laughs> the franchise. What you got, Matt? So I kind of agree with him on that. Other than I don't know if the Chiefs are the Super Bowl pick for the AFC. The AFC is so wide open. But everybody is doubting Cincinnati because which Joe Burrow shows up. If Joe Burrow from the last game shows up against that Chiefs defense, that's going to be tough to beat. And then Joe Mixon, on top of it, being a multi-talented back in the passing game, running game, he's got weapons there. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, Cincinnati's offense is very capable of putting points up on the Chiefs. So, which Joe Burrow shows up? At home, Joe Burrow seems to be a better quarterback. But you can't really go against Patrick Mahomes. I know the spread's like five points. I know we're not betting on the spread or talking about the spread in this game, but that five points is very deceiving because the Bengals can easily cover that. And it's also an over-under of 51, and they can easily exceed that. Both teams are giving up around 400 yards a game and putting up 400 yards a game. So I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game, but I do think the Chiefs will probably end up winning this just because of Mahomes. Sounds good. Hey, uh, Matt, Dan said, turn your damn fan off. No. <laughs> You're chirping. <laughs> no. <laughs> So if I be in Alabama, that might be me too. But right now, I'm just in Nashville. It's cool enough for a little bit. Uh, so uh, we'll get grab Dan's pick. Um, he went with the Bengals, 26-23. Um, he probably thinks the way that I think I like the Bengals, also 33-30 in this matchup. One, now you didn't have a COVID, little bit. You? Huh? You didn't have COVID, did you, right? Uh, like – uh, a year ago. No, I just wanted to, you to explain your pick. It wasn't COVID. No, I'm just playing with you. No, I like the Bengals in this matchup because yeah. for one, um, it'd be a good win for me. Kind of because it would kind of bring uh, keep Baltimore close with Cleveland behind. It kind of helps me out a little bit, but no, mm-hmm. I like the Bengals in this matchup because um, I'm excited about their offense. Um, and they can press the defense of um, they can press the defense a little bit of the Chiefs outside of what they like to do press up. You know, I think they have a good running game. I have the good inside out game. He loves his tight ends, and that's a weak spot right now for the Chiefs defense. So, and Tyron Matthew can't guard everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, I yeah. like that, and I just and I feel like the Chiefs haven't really. I think they're vulnerable. I think they're still very vulnerable because they haven't really hit all of their clicks. They've just been fortunate to be playing teams that really aren't on a, a very competitive level. 
I think Josh popped his score up there. I don't know if he's back or if you saw it or not. Yes, I saw him. He's okay. got uh, Kansas City 27-23. Right close to that over-under total. Right there. <laughs> that fan went... needs to be <laughs> We're having fun here today. That's hysterical. Right between the lines. <laughs> Dude, nothing, it, wrong with, it's, nothing wrong with being remounted. Listen, it's like 50 degrees outside and 100 degrees in my bedroom. I got to have some sort of air circulation in here. We're going to see a fat guy sweating like really profusely on TV. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> for everything. Right. <laughs> All right, let's switch over to game two, which is our game of the week. We're going to go with the Cardinals and the Cowboys. I picked this game because right now the Cardinals, you know, everybody keeps trying to put them at the top of the NFC uh, because they're exciting to watch. Um, Kyler Murray is a, an exciting young quarterback. But I like this matchup because I hate to say it because of the Cowboys. You know what I mean? The Cardinals have been already proclaimed to be one of those top teams, one of those top um NFC teams that can challenge for a bid for the Super Bowl out that side of the, the divisions. But no one's really talking about the Cowboys because we expect the Cowboys and Jerry Jones to do Cowboy things. But as of right now, we have to say something good about the Cowboys. This is a very good football team on the defensive side. Uh, Dak is struggling right now. And I don't know why Ezekiel Elliott is still considered the number one when he's not doing the bulk of the work, but that's beside the point. This defense is absolutely exciting. You got a guy who's got 11 interceptions, and then you got a guy who's a rookie who's probably should be defensive rookie. I mean, defense, he's going to be defensive rookie of the year. We should probably be defensive player of the year because the dude absolutely changes the game. Michael Parsons is an absolute dog on defense. And if this offense doesn't just fuck up games, you guys should, should actually challenge a lot of these good teams, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Cardinals, the Rams, uh, when you hit the playoffs. Yeah, you're not wrong. So if you look at the Dallas schedule throughout the year, all their losses have, for the most part, been close. It's been a one-score game where they just made a couple mistakes here and there. Tampa Bay, beginning of the year, questionable. OPI on Godwin for them to get the lead. The Vegas game overtime, you know, that's you're talking about close games. The Cardinals have been on such a downward spiral. You lost big to the Lions. And you're right on the fact that the Cowboys defense has been absolutely phenomenal with Dan Quinn. Dak might have been struggling a little bit, but he's he found his rhythm last week. If you if you watched much of the game or any of the game, he was Accurate. He wasn't making the dumb throws of throwing into too much coverage, throwing the ball out of bounds. They're keeping the teams, I guess, tested with putting Pollard and Zeke out there, which is why I think Zeke is still out there. He's still a brute. He's still going to run you over. I'm definitely, obviously, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this game, and I think they actually will probably win by at least a touchdown. I mean, the Cardinals are just struggling so bad right now. And I think the Lions game and then losing to the Colts like they did, I'm, Kyler's a good quarterback. I like Kyler, but it's it's going to be so hard to pick against Dallas to win even from this game, even the rest of the year, and compete for that number one seed. 
Man, I'm reading these comments from Dan. I'm not putting them up here. <laughs> he, he is relentless with his hatred of the like if he was on the show, I guarantee he'd be he'd be, you know, a little bit more, you know, objective, but he is not. <laughs> He's giving you the finger. <laughs> He's telling you the Whitney Houston, Dak is whack. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I just think he's I think he's upset that, you know, the Eagles are really going to get trashed by the Cowboys, and I hate to say it. <laughs> and the only way they win is if the Cowboys already, you know, clinch their spot in uh, top two and all their starters get benched. And even then, Jalen Hurts is probably not going to do much other than 100 yards running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you got on this game, Devin? Uh, well, you know, I have to uh, echo the same sentiments as you do, Matt. The uh, uh, hate, you know, the hate rate is out in full force with Dan. I can see uh, clearly according to Twitter and such. But uh, the, uh, I mean, I had Kyle Murray on my fantasy team, you know, so this is not like an anti-hate on that action because I think he's very talented. I think they're way underachieving on defense. Um, they obviously – huge loss with, you know, I think Hopkins and that sort of thing, but even still like he's been off a little bit, you know, for, I think several weeks now, um, you watch the Cowboys and as much as it pains me to say it, like they're really rolling on like most cylinders. I think honestly, several weeks back, uh, you know, Schultz tied in, like that's, he's, he's been like a revelation. If you like watch that offense, a lot of those really good Cowboy teams, have had a really good tight end. That's actually kind of where the NFL has been going now for a while, where you've got that guy that can get you that guaranteed catch on third down. And he's got the ability like Kelsey and some of the other ones to break one off, you know, a, you know, a big 40, 50, you know, touchdown, you know, touchdown. You just can't key in all their wide receivers. You know, they've got a lot of talent, you know, um, obviously Cooper, like, you know, they've got, they've got a lot, you know, Zeke, so they can pound you Pollard, you know, Zeke, and then go, my biggest question mark with the Cowboys has always been like, is Dak good enough to take him to, can he win you a game when it really, really counts? I know that does not matter in this situation. I think these are two teams almost going the opposite direction as opposed to like the chiefs. Um, <laughs> that's funny. It's not nothing but Cowboy love, bro. It's real, real talk. Get that on there. But, um, but, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, uh, it's just you get in this situation. I just feel like you know, like whereas the Chiefs, I feel like they're still like on the climb. You know, you get the Cardinals where it's like you kind of are who you are. It's almost, you are who you thought you are. You know, one of those deals. You know, um, but I'd have to agree with uh, both of or at least you so far, and not Dan clearly. But you know, the Cowboys. You know, I, I, I think I think they might you know throat punch him here and might give him the old uh, yeah two. Finger salute. It's gonna be pretty bad, I think, personally. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to. Me personally, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, I'm gonna have to stick with both of y'all. You know, the Cardinals have been struggling. You know, what I mean, that game against Indy. You know, Indy was very dominant with some very key people out, and they were still just able to just just punish them on the ground. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's an exceptional running back, but they were just able to just pound them, and the way that they looked against the Lions. Come on, man. To lose a game to, you know I mean, a subpar team, it happens. But you can't get your ass whipped to a subpar team, you know, if you're supposed to be. Like, I was all in on the Cardinals two years ago. 
and it bit me in the ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was reluctant to jump on board either last year or this year. And you can see that I agree with you. I think they've kind of reached their stalling point while other teams still have able, uh, opportunities to get better. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys 27-21. And we already know what he's going to do. He's going with the Cardinals 33-20. I think one of the team is wrong. <laughs> Score might be right. Score might be right. <laughs> I think the play got to his brain a little bit too. That's what I was saying. <laughs> He needs a booster shot. He needs a booster shot. For some reason, he thinks he's the smartest <laughs> one here. Hey, don't let these Cardinals win because we're going to get inboxed all damn day. Kilt. Kilt. <laughs> well, you know, you know, going Hello, to you know, what you had to say, Damon, like most teams, like when you have a performance like that, especially in if it happens in the NFL, you're like the worst team in the league versus the best. When you like push them and when they're down or down or like when you, and you and you really are good, like very good teams, they always come back. Like you're not seeing the Bill Belichick, pay, you know, if they got beat, they got smoked in a couple of games here or there. You the next very next game, what happened? You know, they beat that ass. I mean, it was not mm-hmm. like, well, you know, like we just kind of, you know, like no, they they brought their A A A plus game, and and you can do that in the NFL. It's a hard league. You go on the road. There's travel. There's you know, but like, you know. Detroit, obviously not that good, you know, and you get in that situation, you know, with, you know what the Colts are going to do, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's not like, oh, surprise, you know, Taylor's going to evolve. Hey, Taylor, Taylor, you know, if you, it, you know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no reason to be able to not, you know, and once is limited, like, the, like you got to almost like just an easy, you know, not easy, no games in NFL, easy. You see what I'm saying? Like there's right. no, if you already know what they're doing and you still can't stop it after that performance, with all those linemen out and people out, it's like, who are you? You know, right? Exactly, and that's the one example like, advantage that the Cowboys have. Defense travels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Defense travels, and they got a really good defense. You know, that's been the hurting for them the last few years was their defense not living up to the hype. But they are definitely living up to the hype this year. Yeah. It's a really good defensive side of the football team. I still worry about that offensive side. You know what I mean? When you got to come out that dome. You know they gotta they gotta make sure they keep winning because if they gotta come out that dome and play some of them outdoor teams, like if you gotta go to Green Bay, it's gonna be tough, buddy. <laughs> it's gonna right. be tough. So, um, and right now I think Green Bay is who's sitting at the top of the NFC. Am I correct? Yeah, by a game. Yeah, but I I did see where Dallas is nine and one in the division. That kind of helps them in certain tiebreakers since they didn't play heads up. So some of the Packers but could lose a game to. I think it's Minnesota in the in the in Detroit. I think if they play next, that's the problem. But if you get in division play, anything can happen, man. You know, right? But apparently, he has a question for us. All right. But while we're waiting for his question, we can move on to our. uh Oh, he's back. Let's see. Is Dak really a top tier quarterback? So I don't know. Define top tier. I mean. Is there another well, quarterback that's better than him? Like, could somebody replace him right now? Probably not. Would I put him in the top 10 amongst the league? I would, but I wouldn't put him above, like, Rodgers, Brady, or anybody like that. But he's I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I mean, he they definitely paid for him, so he better show up to be a top 10 quarterback. My thought, he, he's 
sort of like a fringe guy, I'd say like maybe right now, but if you were going to be like, I'd rather have like a Burrow, you know, I'd rather have like an Allen, you know, like if you got, you know, I would think, I mean, you get him or Hurts, like, you know, I, I, I think I like Dak better than in that kind of situation or even a two or whatever. But, you know, if you get, I think he's really good for what they want to do. They can run the ball. You know, he's a good fit for them, right? But, like, so that's really all about fit. Like, you know, Trent Dilfer was no world beater, but that defense was good. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I just think he's got a lot of pieces, you know. Like, they've got the pieces. I mean, I think he's good enough to get it done, you know, like, as obviously I don't really love that particularly. But, like, you know, I don't – I mean, I, I call it like I see it. You know, I, I think he's at this point right there at that cusp. I mean, there's not – I don't think that the quarterback play is like earth shattering. Like, you know, sometimes it's gone. You go back and especially play fantasy 18, 20, 22 deep. You can still get somebody pretty decent, you know, put you up some numbers, but I mean, I don't think that much a car he's had up and downs too. So like, I think he's a great fit for their system. So I think he's right there on that edge, but he, he works well for Dallas, you know, certainly now. So real quick though, because people forget Dak was a fourth round pick. So his expectations Mm -hmm. were not, as high as somebody like Mahomes who went early in the draft or, you know, anybody who is a first round pick. So his expectations to come in to be successful was low and look how well he's done as being a fourth round pick. There's not many that come mid to late draft. Brady's an exception who exceed expectations. So when I say like top tier, top 10, like for what he is as a fourth round pick, he is a top, 10 quarterback compared to a first let round. Me, let me let me let me ask you a question. Who was the last quarterback that was drafted very high to win the Super Bowl? You're asking me? It was anybody. Was in general. Oh. In general. <clears throat> it, had, it had to be Peyton Manning with Broncos, right? Eli? Eli would be that's, that's, well, was he that after was, or before? That was, that was before, I guess. Yeah, you're right. So I would say Wince, uh, Wince. Okay, I'm just trying to. The reason why I well, asked because because a lot of your Hall of Famers right that now that are Nick leading Foles. the league or the, like your top five passing guys right now were all not first round picks, right? Rogers was. Being what Rogers was, what what was he late first round or top first yeah. round? So he ben was a first one. Ben, ben was, was first round. Ben was first round. I kind of yeah. thought he was second round. No, he went late first round to Pittsburgh because that was the same draft that Philip Rivers and Eli went. Right, because I'm looking at you know Brady sixth round. Drew Brees was like what? Early Four, second. Early second. He's a first pick in the second round. All right. So I'm I'm just looking at it like a lot of these guys who go number one don't really pan out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I you know, like not looking at some of those, I don't kind of really. He says, "Come on, the Eagles, man! Nobody really like Carson Wentz. Did nobody like Carson Wentz, and they still don't like Carson Wentz." Well, Nick Foles favorite. really won the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> you know what I mean, right, he just had, yeah, he just happened to be there. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. <laughs> yes, Grizzly. Yes, or technically, you are correct, Dad. Yes, right. I would just ask the question. I wasn't quite sure. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I got. I, I kind of look when it comes to Dak. I kind of look at it as in he has a lot of good pieces. You know what I mean? But I don't think 
the coaches that he's been around or involved with have been able to develop all of those pieces to take them to the next level. If I think that Dak, you can win a Super Bowl with Dak, I think you can when you got that kind of defense. You know what I'm saying? But if if you needed to, this is how I rate top tier quarterbacks. Can you take them off the winning team that they are now, put him on another team, and can they do the same thing? If that was you know the mean? answer, I would say he's probably not. That's that's a top tier quarterback yeah. to me. Now, can I think he can be that if he was developed right? Just think if you put him with a quarterback guru and not Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You put him with somebody good and not Mike McCarthy. You know what I'm saying? Give him somebody who can develop his skills because he's he's got all the tools. He's got the big arm. He's got, you know, pretty decent accuracy. He can put up some high numbers when it comes to uh, accuracy percentages. But, you know what I'm saying? If he doesn't get hurt, what does his numbers look like? If he doesn't get hurt last year, I mean, does he, does he make that turn? I think where he's what he's gotten better at is knowing his strengths and weaknesses. Like he's kind of made better decisions. His decision-making has gotten better in my opinion. He'll pull it down and run it if he has to and go down or get out of bounds, you know, or really in general, like he might not thread that window. He might've done three years ago, right? He might just let it go. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that's where he's made great strides, which is why I think he is good enough for them in that system. If that helps, that's my yeah, so I think he's good for like you. I think he's good for them. But if you take him out of that system, what can he do somewhere else? Could he, you know what I mean? Like, I know Brady's an exception to the rule, but like there was no decline, you know, for him going to New England to Tampa Bay. Like Tampa Bay sucked. New England, Brady went there. Tampa Bay's good. You know what I'm saying? Do you do that? You know, Brett Farr left Green Bay. Minnesota wasn't very good, but they were good that year he was there. You know what I'm saying? Peyton leaves Indianapolis. Denver's not very good, even with that defense. Yeah, Peyton cool. goes there. They go to two Super Bowls in three years. Granted, they get blown out in one, but they go. So what, if you can what take culture? with the goodness from one and take it to another and do the same thing, you're a top-tier quarterback. Like when Green, like when Brett, well, not Brett Favre, when um, mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and he wins with Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay. He's gonna be <laughs> a top tier quarterback. He's gonna win with Jeopardy before he wins with Pittsburgh. Man, that is the best. Listen, that is the best situation for either him or Russell Wilson. Is Pittsburgh best situation? You guys are gonna get Kenny Pickett. I think you bring him to the Colts, bro. <laughs> I, they believe in the in the redhead blunder. <laughs> For some reason, they keep wanting to give this guy the ball. And Jonathan Taylor is the reason they're winning. <laughs> but <laughs> let's keep Real. this thing moving. <laughs> All right, where are we going? Um, hey, you know what? I'm ready to get back to this college talk, so let's skip the rest of these because I don't really particularly care. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go into the next. The uh, let's get into this college. So we're gonna go to a short commercial, and then we'll get right into the college talk. I love it.
Hey, if you guys look real close, you can see Dad's calves. <laughs> that was our good friend Zach Dyer over at Elite Performance. Um, if you are looking to get yourself in that elite shape, work off that holiday eating that we've been doing the last month and a half, make sure you hit our friends up over at Elite Performance, 765-499-1005. Oh, Rowdy, yeah, Dan's been over there thinking he's like Lou Ferrigno, you know what I mean, trying to you know get his pecs up. Think his wife is gonna like him again. <laughs> that was unfair. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get into our um our talk for college, man. So we came here to talk about the CFP. So I guess we're gonna get right into it. Um, you know, our final four teams is um Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Before we get into breaking down some of these schools. And the matchups, let's go ahead and start off with the fact that um, that was some bullshit how you jumped Michigan to put Alabama because you don't want you don't want the rematch of the SEC championship game, but you set it up to force the rematch of the SEC championship game. I'm going to disagree, not because of, of it being Michigan. So you got to look at it in the aspect of Georgia was – Gave up less than 100 points on defense all year. Alabama lost a fluke game to Texas A&M, and they absolutely exposed Georgia. So they had – I think Alabama has legitimately been the best team all year. So they deserve to be number one. Michigan deserves to be number two. Georgia deserves to be number three. And Cincinnati deserves to be number four. I, I completely disagree with you because in any other situation, any other circumstance – if the number two, if the number one team loses, number two team wins in a very convincing fashion. It wasn't like they lost or like they won with a field goal or they struggled the whole game. They laid the smack down, laid the smack down on some candy Iowa ass. That's what they did. They did what they were supposed to do. How are you going to jump up? Like, because you don't want to see that matchup. You know what? How about you drop their ass all the way out since they lost late? Don't keep rewarding them because they play in the conference that is overhyped, as you can see in the 0-4 uh, start for the SEC as of bowl games right now. You know what I mean? They lose, they knock them out. If it was any other school they'd have lost, they'd have knocked them out, knocked them completely out of the thing. Cincinnati, I mean, yeah, they're a non-power five, but they've, they've answered the bell. You win all your games. You win all your games in the fashion that you deserve to win all your games. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. I think they're going to get their ass whipped because there's your reward. <laughs> your reward is Alabama. I'd rather see the Michigan-Cincinnati. You know what I mean? We get a backdoor Ohio-Michigan matchup. Mm, yeah. I'm very opinionated about by this. I don't know if you really want me to get fired up over this topic. You yeah, <laughs> don't have to get too fired up. I mean, I understand. I understand the nation's, you know, um, oral fascination with the genitalia of the SEC. I mean, I hate, I hate the SEC. I would be ecstatic if it was Michigan, Cincinnati in the finals. However, it's just it's hard to say Alabama's not the best team in the country, and it's all because of Nick Saban. It's the Nick Saban effect. 
unless they get two losses, you're not going to see them out of the top four because of Nick Saban. That's just how it is. I, I think uh, I think one of the well, the, probably the first thing that happened was Georgia ended up beating. Ah, <laughs> just a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, Georgia ended up uh, beating Clemson early, right? The first game of the year. Yeah, and they got such headway with that, but in reality, Clemson wasn't any good. You know, you don't lose ETN, you don't lose one, you don't lose like your best two players almost ever, and then replace them. You know, at the position. So I think part of the problem was as they they stayed up in that so high. You know, and then they would be, you know, an SEC team and slaughter this team. Slaughter, because their defense is so dominating that talent-wise, no one could really hang with them, you know, anywhere they played until they played, you know, Alabama. And in which case, you know, they could. And I think a lot of that goes back to what, you know, you're saying, Matt, like where their feet – like Alabama was told all week long. Because, I'll, I, you know, I live down here, obviously. And my almost – fiance she's an Alabama fan I've I've really liked them ever since Alabama destroyed uh, Notre Dame the first year I moved down here that was great I, I won a lot of money and don't be so hateful my man life's good COVID, don't let that get you down bro hey all I gotta do is hit a button and you're going anyway so oh, I can get less oh that's sad, <laughs> man. how we gonna do that we gonna do that? Oh man, nobody puts Devin. Hey, in. I'm just saying. So we um anyways, like down there, like a lot of people did not think like down here that we're like, you know, lifelong Alabama fans. They were all like thinking, like, well, we have to do this to have a chance. It was very wild. It was like people were blown out. You don't hear Alabama people talk like that normally. Like they're like, well, you know, they're pretty confident, feel really good about it. They're weary about things like the Iron Bowl, huge bowl game and you know, when you get those rivalry matchups, you never know what can happen. You know, like you need a better team to lose those things sometimes. But they bought into like them being an underdog. And pretty much when they're an underdog in the last like five, six matchups, they end up winning outright. You know, it doesn't happen a lot. But they, they really, fans on here were like, well, we got to play phenomenal to even be in the game, you know. And a lot of that started off with that big hype train from that first win. And then, they're still slaughtering these other SEC teams, but some of them are sort of mediocre, obviously overrated. Um, but going back to, you know, you said, Damon, I'll say that, like, even before that game was over, I'm like, I guarantee they'll put Alabama and Cincinnati pair them together one and four because they oh, don't, yeah. because they oh, don't yeah. want a rematch of Georgia and Alabama. So we talked about that in a Dan and I and Sean, we talked That's, about it in a, in a backdoor feed. We yeah. knew exactly what that was going to be beforehand. I understood it. It didn't mean I had to like it. Now I do think that Alabama probably deserves it. All things considered. However, they were going to do that. Whether they put them two and three. Why? Or it, no matter what they did, that was going to happen. Why? Yeah. I, mean, I feel Alabama, that Michigan deserved it the way we spanked Ohio say, State. Why did Alabama deserve it more than the number two team, Michigan, who beat the dog shit out of Iowa? And Ohio State, who was, you know, the, the, well, was, my, my the team. I'm saying my Iowa. Team beat the dog shit out of Iowa. Well, hey, but you weren't in. You were not in the Big Ten championship. That was why I brought that up. Because I know we, we had a terrible loss to Minnesota. Otherwise, well, we would have been playing. Okay, tell me why Alabama, in your opinion, deserves the two seed over the two seed Michigan, who should have moved to one seed at that time. 
Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I see what you're saying as far as like a, like actual, like ranking assessment. You're yeah, right. like and a real ranking instead of all the bullshit that they do. Out. Exactly. If it wasn't being <laughs> Alabama, you're, I mean, I get that. You're not wrong. They were going to do that. Another. See, well, I gotta, I gotta take a breath now. You got me, you got me riled up. I can only, well, I can only talk for Texas so long. Who was pretty good? They weren't at the time one ranked. Then it being better, I think, than the law. You know, if you look at it that way, you know what I mean. Oh, well, we did hit the button. Yeah, there's a rivalry game. You start, you starting to, so, like, starting to pause now. You, you talk really, shit about Alabama now that. You, your 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 Alabama puppet internet down there is saying, "Whoa, no, 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 man. No, 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 no. I keep it real, man. I keep it real. Like I'm just saying, like he's in Nashville right now. I'm in Nashville right now. <laughs> I'll be in Alabama in two days. Is fine, you know. I'm so I'm, I'm I may or, I'm going to be rooting on my Purdue team against hopefully another SEC loss. You don't like Purdue either. I mean, I I'll, I actually picked them to win. Thanks well, to somebody else on this. Well, season, but, you know, well like, Purdue used to be a Notre Dame sub rivalry, so he does have a well, little. Well, you're a Notre Dame guy. A little negative, yeah. Oh, okay, you are or not. So, sorry. Absolutely. So the, the whole thing with the Alabama discussion, though, this isn't a discussion if Georgia just gets the job done and beats them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying correct. like, correct. All Georgia had to do was win, and there's no discussion of Alabama being in the top four. You're talking. Notre Dame probably being in the top four or probably you know, even maybe a Baylor sneaking in or whoever, like you're talking, we're talking about Alabama getting the number one. Yeah. You're talking about Alabama getting number one seed by default, just because of beating Georgia. So this, this wouldn't even be a discussion if Georgia would have just not fell flat on their face in the second half. And if Alabama wins that game by a field goal, you might even get, you would not maybe got that, but it was such a dominating win. Oh, we can do it now. That's my, you know, they would have won right. like very close game, last possession type deal, kind of like the Auburn game, when in game in a couple overtimes. They wouldn't have done that. They might have, because then they would have been like, we can't. No, the it. bad part is, Devin, they probably still would have done the dumb shit like that. Well, they might have put them like two and three, and then, yeah, who, yeah you're right. They might have put, they might yeah, have they was, they, man, they was going to find a way. One of those schools was going to like like they do it now. One of those schools was going to mysteriously have the COVID protocols in the last two weeks before the game, and then all of a sudden Alabama gets inserted back into the final. You already know they had a they had a contingency plan. Well, you know, and going back to your point about like Michigan deserving versus Alabama versus like whatever. You know, Michigan struggled like against Nebraska. You know they you know. That team's not any good. I mean, they found they lost games like Nebraska beat themselves like constantly over and over and over. So you can go and cherry pick. I mean, we can cherry pick them if we want you know, to. Yeah, we lost. The, we we struggled against the Rutgers. Uh, we struggled against a, 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 a Alabama. We lose to a Michigan, but the ranked teams we walked up and down the floor. Well, you the know, end of the ranked team, the ranked teams, yeah. we put up two hundred plus yards on the ground. The ranked teams. We slaughtered. So that's yeah. what looks at my eyes. The teams that really make your BPI. That's what I was looking well, except at. Except for Michigan State. But honestly, well, but that's still really, able to look good got, because they finished great. Going into halftime, you got jobbed on that penalty for a defensive touchdown. Or that oh, game fuck was yeah. I know you probably won't open that can of worms, but Stop. maybe you don't lose that football game. Then it's a different discussion altogether. Yeah, it's a Dan, discussion. Yes. Dan, Dan's going to love this because him and I have had this discussion already. 
And this goes back to the here's the reason why Alabama jumped Michigan is because you have Saban or Harbaugh. I know it's I know you laugh and that sounds crazy, but here's Harbaugh, who you said earlier is it's feast or famine with him. One minute they want him fired, they want him out of Michigan. He's a terrible coach. He's this and that, and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? We just made up college football playoff appearance. We he's the greatest coach. We, we love him. We love him. You beat Ohio State, like oh man, like he's this is our guy. When Nick Saban has been the face of Alabama now for so many years, but that's what every, it is. That's the way it is in Michigan. That's the way it is. You can do whatever you and like Harbaugh has won games. Last year was the only losing season. He's won ten games. He's won eleven games. But the issue is, you have to beat this team. Like the ass whooping we gave Notre Dame, no one really cared. Yeah, we no. didn't. We don't care. We only bring it up. <sighs> Fuck you. <clears throat> yes. We only bring it up to make Notre Dame, Notre Dame people angry. Like I told, like I told Dad before, you're third on our pecking list when it comes to rivalry. So that game doesn't really mean a whole bunch to us as it does to you. But this game with Ohio State, it does. Like that mm-hmm. that destroys coaches' careers. They're like, he lost this game regardless of all the manipulating he did with his schedule. I mean, his contract to stay another year. If he'd have lost this game, he was done. Gone. He was done. He was gone. And you know not mean? After the Michigan State game, I mean, you know, especially after so. the Michigan State game. Now, if you'd have yeah. beat Michigan State, you might have been able to, you know what I mean, Maybe. finagle your way another year. You get a good bowl game, not play Florida, get a good bowl game because we can't beat Florida in a bowl game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe. But you beat them, it's different here. You know what I'm saying? That determines your season. Kind of like with Auburn and Alabama. Yeah. That game well, determined. If you lose to them, I mean, I don't care what you did all year. But you beat them. You can go 0 and 11. You beat Ohio State. Your year was successful. Yeah. Yeah. But even but like to that point, the game with the Iron Bowl, like every like three or four years, sometimes when they're not successful to or whatever. And that's sort of been enough to, you know, to keep the bad coach around, you know, like, mm-hmm. whereas like, you know, it's just like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like they were winning nine, 10 games, you know, eight, nine games, you know, but you know, bad year down there for them was like, you know, eight and four. But like, if you win that, that got you. But then, you know, some of his other ones and they, they won that Georgia. One. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this though, because you said about the Ohio state game is a reason why, you know, Harbaugh is going to be there another year. If Alabama would win four games in a year, would they fire Nick Saban? Nope. That's, and that's my point. Like Nick Saban is such a figurehead at Alabama. Now it's all about money in this sport. And I don't, and not one single person could disagree. Like college football now is turning into a money sport. Nick Saban's going to bring – well, it, it's even more now It's even more now with that the NIL deal. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Nick Saban is a figurehead. Nick Saban it's, is a fake. It's legal and open now is what you're right. saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Nick Saban can win four games in a year, and they're still going to keep him because guess what? He's putting fans in the seats, and people are still going to watch him on TV. Harbaugh loses a game, another game against Ohio State. He's going to be gone because, oh, well, it's Harbaugh. You know, like, that's – 
that's just the mentality. I mean, but you could say the same, right? If if Nick Saban loses four straight week, four straight years to Auburn, you think they're not going to be the, uh, the alumni going to talk about? Uh, maybe it's time to retire. They might not fire him, you yeah, know, but they're going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's let's agree. Be an advisor. Be an advisor. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, I guarantee you, if he lost four straight years to Auburn, Nick Saban is going to leave too. Now, I'm going to say one thing, and Damon, you're going to love this, okay? Coming from a Notre Dame guy especially. <laughs> I personally think that Jim Harbaugh is a better college football coach than Nick Saban is to the players because – and it's 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 apparent and obvious that he's definitely a better college coach than a, than a pro coach, because he can relate to college players more so than grown ass men in the NFL. Nick Saban, what he has on his side is the name of Alabama Crimson Tide. Now I'm not saying he didn't help establish that name, but at this point, doesn't matter who that coach is, they're still on a on a spinning cycle of top tier recruits year in I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you because How there was it? a very long time that Alabama was not good. Correct. You know what I mean Before there was a, you know, right? they didn't get re good until Nick Saban came back to uh where Nick Saban went to Alabama. There were some whole lot of years that I would remember like now, I thought Alabama was supposed to be good, kind of like how Michigan has gone through their long span. OSU went through a long – Notre Dame went through a long span. We're still but fucking they just in weren't it. good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I can't – I can't – I can't really say that he's – that he's not a good coach or <laughs> anything like that, or he didn't make the legacy of Alabama. I didn't say he wasn't there a good There was coach. a legacy of Alabama before, but he wasn't getting players – you know, what I mean, he started getting players started coming to Alabama when he took his national championship from LSU and went to Alabama. And what I said was now, as of now, not back then when he started, as of now, they're not coming for Saban. They don't need to come for Saban himself. The Alabama Crimson Tide is the name of that 99% of the top recruits automatically put on their board if possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. Yeah, I think they're going there for him because I think if Nick Saban just up and left, I think if he retired, I guarantee you half of that class will decommit. Yeah, because they know if you go to Alabama, Nick Saban will get you to the league. You take Nick Saban out of that equation, I guarantee you they fall back down to a regular um, you look at recruiting status. Look at USC 10, 12 years ago, they were. Before Alabama's run, they were like, there was like they were going to lose again. I mean, they had, and there was like a very much smaller window than Alabama's. It was like Pete Carroll leaves, and they automatically was, suck. Yeah, and I, I mean, know they, how you, you love know. Pete Carroll. But now you look at Lincoln Riley, the recruits immediately right away, boom. So immediately I mean, the recruiting goes up. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, when he left Oklahoma, how many kids decommitted? I'm yeah. still, I'm still sticking to my guns that Jim Harbaugh is a better college-related. A uh, 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 college player related coach than Nick Saban is. I mean, he's a player's coach. Yeah. yeah. Nick Saban's a system coach. 
Jim Harbaugh's career <laughs> coach. That's why we've had the troubles that we had because you put your your feelings of certain players in the game when you shouldn't have. You're mm-hmm. putting your feelings on players that can't do what they can't do, and you're putting your feelings in you calling plays. Let Josh Gaddis call plays. You stand over in them nice press khakis, <laughs> you know, with the little arm and make those little looks. You know, do that, and let's win football games. But as soon as you start doing that Stanford shit, there you go. You get predictable, and we get, you know, man coverage in the secondary, get wiped out. Well. At least you listen to your brother and hired a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, I will say down here, like, if you you watch him on the sideline and demeanor, like – the thing I like about him is that he's not afraid to talk to that superstar like you would like the fourth person or walk on. I know. Sense? I'm the same way. I'm going to talk to you the same as I'm going to talk to Matt, the same as I'm going to talk to D. <laughs> I'm going to talk <laughs> shit to each and every one of you equally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's consistent if there's one thing. All right, so um, let's. um, That is not a good pause. I really don't want to leave him on that pause. (laughs) (laughs) He's just. just (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it was the uh, Nashville Inn. (laughs) I didn't. There he is. Hey, five minutes later, he pauses again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll get him back. So let's 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 keep it moving. All right. So we got our four teams. We got our matchup. First matchup, uh, Cincinnati, Alabama. So um, Cincinnati number four, Alabama uh, number one. Obviously, Alabama had the the one hiccup with Texas A and M. Um, Saban's first loss to a um, a former coach, but. Pretty much throughout the season, Alabama kind of dominated everybody they played except that game. Earlier in the season, they looked like they struggled a bit because they had a rookie, I mean, a first-year quarterback trying to find his rhythm. Um, They started to lean on the defense. We looked at it as in Alabama. This wasn't one of Nick Saban's um, better defensive squads because of what he sent to the NFL last year, but it was a good one, and they jailed all year. This Cincinnati team has been underdogs. Hmm? Not against Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, um, you know, have been, you know, the down talk since their bowl win last year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Good football team, highly ranked when we first started the season. You got 32 uh, seniors back, all play significant time. You got a, a first round draft pick and a quarterback. You got a very good running attack. This Cincinnati team is a very good team, as Notre Dame can attest to. You know, I mean, that was a big win. You know, so this matchup is going to be a little, a little better than people think that it's going to be. So I'll disagree in that aspect. I thought maybe Cincinnati Georgia would be a better matchup, considering last year's game against Georgia. The only thing different between the Georgia team last year and the Georgia team this year is the quarterback play. You got Jake Fromm, who went to the NFL, to uh, it's what Stenson now, who's their, uh, is their quarterback. Mm-hmm. The problem I see with uh, Cincinnati is that they like to run the ball a lot. And Alabama seems like they can do a pretty good job of stopping the run. 
look at the Auburn game. Auburn's notorious for running with Tank Big uh, Tank Bigsby and uh, uh, they had that one Taylor freshman. I can't think of his name because they were trying to run the ball against Penn State and they couldn't run the ball against Penn State. So Cincinnati can run the ball. Alabama has a good run defense, and that's going to be the big thing for them. I think if the if it's vice versa, if Michigan was in the shoes against Alabama, I would probably say this game is a lot closer. They're saying it's a 13 and a half point spread. I really think Alabama's probably going to cover that only because it's Bryce Young. It's hard to bet against Bryce Young throwing the ball. It's going to be hard to bet against Alabama's defense. They're going to stop Cincinnati's run. And it's going to make it tough for Cincinnati to even throw the ball downfield on them because I mean that Alabama's defense is really quick. It's quicker than what Notre Dame's defense was. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, I I completely agree with you on the fact that it's going to be a different level of of play that Cincinnati has seen. But there's something about um, there's something about veterans. There's something about experience. You know, Alabama Alabama's a turning machine. You know, you don't get play, you transfer and all that type of stuff. Cincinnati's not one of those guys, one of those teams. There's going to be something to say about 32 playing guys. You know what I'm saying? I think that has a lot to do. And I don't don't underestimate the resiliency of this Cincinnati offense. They are one of the more well-balanced teams in the country when it comes to the diversity of their offense. He loves to hit the tight ends in the middle, and Alabama is strong on the corners and strong on the back end. Their linebackers are not at the top. They're front. They're good up front when it's rushing the pass, but if you catch them in the screen game, which Cincinnati is very good at, I think it's not going to be a blowout. I think they're going to have to work for this win. Not saying Cincinnati is going to win it, but Alabama is going to have to work for this win. I feel like it. it's – sort of possible the, the game was close earlier in the game. Um, if you look at Ritter, you know, I think he's a very good quarterback and he's pretty good with his feet and that sort of thing. And then, you know, Cincinnati obviously has been told, man, you've got no chance. You know, like when you, when you, when you hear that as a, as a team, as a, a competitor, you know, you take that to heart, you know, they were probably told that before they played Notre Dame, you know, they were told that before they played at Indiana, obviously not nearly as good as Notre Dame, but like we or environment or any of those things. But, you know, they they embrace that role. Now, you know, Ritter, the problem with him is that he's a little bit of a gunslinger and has thrown a lot of interceptions. If you look at and his completion percentage is not like phenomenal, you know, and they got in some sticky games with like, you know, Houston who turned out they're not, they're a good football team. But I'm like, they got in games earlier where they were, Probably closer than they should, you know. Like, I didn't Houston just run Auburn out the field last night. No, I'm saying they are a good team. I understand they beat them, but well, they won. They won by like four. I didn't watch the game, but I saw they lost. And of course, people were very upset about that in that area. Pretty funny, you know. And it was in Birmingham, so it was the Birmingham Bowl. Pretty funny. I'm like, wow, that's sort of embarrassing. But um, if you look, like, I mean, Houston's a good team. I mean, so there's no, no. I, I'm not really surprised. I knew they'd be in the game. A little bit different animal, you know. I think what Alabama will try and do is, like, you know, do what you say. Take away the run, and now it's like, can your athletes hold up against these guys? And I just think in about halfway through the third quarter, fourth quarter, you know, provided they don't 
turn the ball over, they could possibly be in the game. But if you can't get the balance going against a team like that, you're in, you know, Alabama will take it away from you. And I don't necessarily think this is like an unbelievable, great Alabama team. But, you know, getting hit by Will and Will Anderson is probably not very much fun. You know, and I, know, I think his escapability will really help. But, like, who would like better name? Like, Kyle Hamilton, that guy could play anywhere. You know, that guy's all, all world, you know, phenomenal. So, I just, you know, you get in that situation. I just think that you've been heard Will Anderson talking on Twitter. Like, they feel like they're the underdog somehow because, you know, Cincinnati's unbeaten. You know, I, that sounds crazy, but like, yeah, who knows? I'm, I'm I don't believe that underdog shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that's I. I think that they'll probably end up covering the spread because I just think you get to that talent point. It's like when you're in the game, it's a different story. But like once you've lost that will, like that you think you can win, then the wheels really mm-hmm. come off for you when the talent shows up. You know, yeah, they're going to need Alabama to have a couple turnovers to keep. To keep yeah. them, to keep the momentum Michigan, on their Iowa. side. You know, Michigan, yeah. Iowa, you know, mm-hmm. it happened in Notre Dame games. I watched them play Florida State. All these games, they had, they were in games very close to the end of the year, like several or four or five times during the year. And they just out-talented them and out-willed them in the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight minutes of the games, you know. And Toledo game. There's a lot of games, you know, and against Notre Dame. So, there's, you know, like, but you get to a point where you just you, – the, the twos can't hang in there. You bring in that – Second string defensive line, you know, can they can they stop the running attack? Can they stand? You know, can they can they stack? You know, yeah. At some and, point in time, those backup five stars is well, going to be know, better young, than your young is going to be better than your backup two stars. Yeah, he's really. If you watched him last year four games, he always had the talent. It was about decision making, like, and he start. He's really accurate with the ball, and then makes good choices. And you know, if you look at that Auburn drive, ninety seven yards. That was all made on good decision making, you know. I mean, and then he just let that confidence carry over in that, you know, Georgia game, and then that more or less went him behind the trophy. You know? And yeah, you guys—he's a, a good quarterback. He's <laughs> he's phenomenal, and he's going to test the Cincinnati defense. And it's going to be—I think it's going to be close, but I think at some point in time, the strength of Alabama is going to is going to figure out. So I'm I'm thinking that all four of us is is uh, Alabama on this one. Yep, Alabama, but like you guys have said, a lot closer than what people think. Yeah, I, th- I think they beat them by 10. I'm going to go with 10. I wouldn't bet somebody else's money, though, but. <laughs> I'll bet your money, I'll I bet your say, money yeah. is 14. I'd bet anybody else's money in a heartbeat. <laughs> Mine comes a little bit. Right. I think it's going to be 17 or 21, but, you know, it really depends on how they get it. If they can win the turnover battle. You, know, you might be in for something there, but you know, yeah, that's I think they're going to need to have it. They're going to have to play a perfect game, yeah. their best game, and they're going to have to have some help with some turnovers. They're going to have know. to, or, or some plays in special teams. That's mm-hmm. the only way that you know when you have a a, a Dave, I don't want to say David than Goliath because they play harder than that. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's not a fluke no. that they're here. You know, what I'm saying that's so, that is great. but so they're going to need some team. help. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're going to wow. need some help. They also. Oh, no, real, real quick, they also need to protect Ritter because if you look, he's been sacked like I think twenty times this year, yeah. and Alabama can get to the quarterback pretty pretty quick. I mean, they've Ritter shown it in, in a lot of games, so and, that's why the screen comes through. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. where the screen comes. The screen game comes in. But side note, he can run. I, I like what you say here about about that defense 
uh, getting pressure because you got the defensive end for Alabama who feels like he's been kind of slighted a little bit with uh, Aiden Hutchinson getting that defensive bid from the end going to the Heisman thing. So I can see him definitely coming out and giving Mm -hmm. an extra little bit of adrenaline rush uh, pushing off that line. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. I got some pretty good menu items lined up uh, for this game as well. You know, I mean, so it should be fun. I think a really good way to look at it is like Devin. No one cares. No, I'm just, I'm just hurt, joking. Hurt, I, understand. <laughs> I used to be a Midwesterner, man. It's okay. I'm still Midwest at heart. But like, I think another good way to look at it is like, if what are your like what all things being equal, if Cincinnati lost Ritter in the game, what would you give? What were the, what were the odds you give them a chance of winning? If Ritter was out, they yeah. have as Lee Crosso would say, you have slim to so none. As good as Bryce Young has been playing on the Heisman Trophy, like if he went out, you you know, you think they could find a way to compete or win the games. Right? Yeah, because of the strength of their Just, team. You know, I'm not saying but that does matter, but Ritter and their has backup and their backup quarterback is probably a five star. <laughs> but uh I Ritter can see every time he starts talking that bullshit. damn it Devin! you need better internet down there in the in the dirty south dirty dirty my bad (laughs) this is music city baby i know it's not internet city that's for sure here (laughs) all right so let's move over to our second game um, oh, I got something special for this one, Dan. Uh, the Alabama, you do. I've got some, I'm doing, I'm doing that Alabama white barbecue sauce for some wings mm-hmm. for Alabama and the Cincinnati. I got something special for Cincinnati. I mean, that shit is terrible, <laughs> terrible. It is terrible, but Josh, I up with something. Josh got sick. I can tell you another podcast. Josh got sick on that stuff. No good. That shit is terrible. Skyline Chili is terrible. <laughs> right, but our they second not, game. That's time. Our second game is Georgia number three and yours truly, the number two Michigan Wolverines. Very exciting game for a lot of reasons. Um, but to get out of the to just to talk about the football game, I think this, even if I wasn't a Michigan fan, this would be in a very exciting football game to watch. You got two two teams that are very run dominant and very defensively oriented. So it's going to come down to whose special teams can make better plays and whose quarterback can make the one play that you need to make. You know what I mean? uh, Georgia has had, what, three quarterbacks play this year, and they've kind of settled in on the current Stanton is their quarterback. That's in Bennett? Bennett. Yeah, so they've got a – They've had a couple like, like they questioned Michigan. You know, having two quarterbacks is having no quarterback, but they really don't have two quarterbacks. If you look at it, Kat, Kay McNamara is the quarterback, and I've looked at him like a Trent Dilfer type guy. He's not a guy who's going to go out and win you a game, but he's a guy who's not going to go out and lose you a game. So I think it's going to come down to which one of these offenses and offensive passing attacks is going to make the one play that you need to make. It's going to be special teams that's going to do it. It's going to be a field goal, a block punt, a kickoff return. You know, Michigan is is 
is uh, famous for kickoff returns at bowl games. So <laughs> <laughs> it can be just a lot of anything. Um, what you got on this game, uh, Matt? <laughs> okay, so the, putting all the BS to the side of the Penn State Michigan deal, I think that I yeah I think the issue that I think Michigan's going to have is how consistent can Haskins run on Georgia because that's going to be the big thing. That's how they have pretty much dominated Ohio State and how they dominated in the Big Ten title game is Haskins was running the ball and it was positive yards every single time. I don't think he had any negative runs in either of those two games and. That really opened up the door for Cade to be a quarterback. Not he doesn't have to be a stellar quarterback. He just has to play quarterback. If if Haskins can run the ball for over a hundred yards, I think Michigan can cover the spread on this game. I don't know if they have enough to beat Georgia, just because Georgia is like their defense has just been good all year. What's the spread? Five? Against Alabama, it's seven and a half. Seven and a half. I like the hook. But but if Haskins can't run the ball or more than 100 yards, I think they they can they'll probably lose this game by double digits. It's all on Haskins. I, I hate to say that, and I know it's not going to be on him. Corm is 100 healthy, so you're going to have the right. double headed monster that you have for the first six games of the season. You're not going to have to rely on Haskins like you did. He's not going to have to run the ball 25, 28 times a game. You can split that, and you can see Quorum had the body. If it wasn't for the fluke twist of the ankle, he had the body to run in between the tackles and the speed to break out the outside. So I think, I mean, Georgia's going to have to stop. It's not Michigan has to run on Georgia. Georgia's going to have to stop Michigan's run game because they're not going to stop. They're going to continue to keep coming at you. And if all you need, all they need to do is keep you honest, one good play fake, and he's going to hit 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 your guy going across the back of the, the uh, back of the zone. You know Georgia is good for making bad reads on in the secondary. That's what Alabama exploited them on. They saw other uh, SEC teams that didn't have the personnel to consistently do it. Alabama did. Sadly, Michigan does on the outside. They got some very talented wide receivers that, if given the opportunity, as you can see, can make plays. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with Corum or anything like that, but you and I both know that Haskins is going to be a big part of that offense either way. So if you can shut Haskins down, I mean, Corum is going to be able to run the ball a little bit, but you're going to pretty much make Michigan have to throw the ball. And if you're if you're forcing them to throw the ball, then you're going to be able to adjust your defense to be more of a pass-protect, pass-coverage defense. And then on the flip side, you're looking at Michigan – I guarantee you Georgia's going to double team Aiden Hutchinson as much as they can. And that's going to open up some spots for other guys to step up into the game and play play really good defense. Right. (laughs) I just think that in my opinion, just from watching Michigan play, especially even in the Penn state game, they utilize their tight ends really well, which is, which is good in college football. You don't see that often tight ends be a big part. Big 10 seems like tight ends are a big thing. I just think Haskins is going to be the key if they shut Haskins down. You're talking Corum's going to have to try and step up, but maybe by that point you're talking Cage going to have to start throwing the ball, and then you're talking Georgia is already in their pass protection, and 
it's just going to make it really hard for them if Haskins isn't the focal point and is getting positive yards and, get, and pushing that 100-yard mark. Dan, I think the only thing I got on that is, is just that just like the conversation that we've had, it's like that no one just thinks that the Michigan run attack is just just measly. I mean, they led the country in run efficiency in all categories. I don't think it's is Michigan has to run the ball on Georgia. You know what I mean? I don't think we have to. I think it's Georgia who has to stop us. And you know what I mean? Do, are they relentless enough to continue to doing it? They couldn't do it against Alabama. You know what I mean? We have such a better running attack. And it's not just Haskins, I think, is the thing that people keep under, keep missing out. What we saw was Haskins when Corm got hurt. If you guys watched the, very, the first six games of the year, most games, both of those guys were just about at 100 yards a game. Yeah. So it's not like if, if they – somehow can keep Haskins um, um, stopped, you still have Corb. Now you have to worry about one. You can't just focus on one. You have to focus on both. And Michigan will put both of them in the offense, in the backfield at the same time because Corm can catch the ball and line up in that slot. So it's going to be very difficult for Georgia to key in on Haskins when you got um, Corm and then they get, there's a freshman, Edwards who is very exciting out the backfield as well. So it's not like they're just going to line up eight in the box and think they're just going to shut this offense down. And and Josh Gaddis has already proven that he is willing to let that ball go downfield. As much bias as I've heard for the past five minutes, I can't disagree with the way that Michigan – and the two-headed monster that will be coming out of the backfield very powerfully. Hey, Matt, Devin, I'll tell you straight up, Damon already knows this, Georgia was the team that I picked that would win the national title this year. So Georgia, was I know, Georgia <laughs> was the team that I picked to beat Alabama a couple weeks ago in the SEC championship game. However, I don't think Georgia has it anymore. I un, I wholeheartedly think that that loss has broke them and they won't get it back and Michigan will end up beating them in this game. Devin? Uh, I would have to agree with uh, – I think, I think Michigan is a very live dog. I think uh, – Watching Corum earlier in the year, I actually thought he was more impressive, if you want to know my personal opinion. Um, so knowing that he's been like healthier recently is huge. I definitely think it would be two-headed monster. I do agree with you on the McNamara as like a more of a game manager, probably a little bit better than a game manager, certainly at least in college. I don't see him being like a great NFL quarterback, you know, may get a shot, but I don't, you know, could be wrong. But they match up really, really well with Georgia. If you look at what their strengths, just like you said, their strengths and the weaknesses, like both really good defense, both going to try and impose their will at the line of scrimmage, both, you know, run the ball very well. I think that Michigan runs the ball better than Georgia does, but I think Georgia's got a better defense than Michigan does. I think where Alabama really burns, uh, like Georgia, well, they're able to run the ball, so I'm sure, of course, but like, 
they were uh, very able, uh, they were able to pass the ball. You know, that was a lot of Bryce Young accuracy and stuff. So then, like, they could, no, they were no, no longer predictable what they would try and do. You know, like, once Alabama took out the running game. So I think it's going to be definitely a big time battle. I, I, I think the thing that gives me pause with Michigan, uh, the thing that gives me pause with Michigan, possibly, like, if I were not, not say that we might not win the game, would be that, like, Georgia's coming off that embarrassing, like, they really got embarrassed, you know, and I think, like, and then, you know, Michigan was sold out great. They were after slaughtering Iowa. So, you know, can Michigan come from like Miami, you know, fun area, like whatever else, you know, obviously Georgia's the team here, but like, you know, like, can they, you know, Georgia, you know, sort of have that expectation, right? So they have to live up to the expectation. Michigan sort of overachieved a little bit, right? But I, I feel like Michigan's playing better football. Devin, hold on real quick on, on that comment, uh, as far as the, um, uh, excuse me, saying that shit. I don't even remember what caused me to say Michigan this. overachieving or the Georgia. No, you know, honestly, I don't know that this whole thing's got my mind all, all whacked out. But seriously, though, what I was going to say before I forget I'm sorry. is no, it's not your fault. It's totally my fault. I'll, I'm forgetting now and I'm babbling. So go, go to fuck on right now, Damon, because I'll remember one of these days. <laughs> so can I ask you guys an honest question? No, regarding... then, I'll, then I'll really screw my head up. No, because no, this is going to make a little bit of sense, though. So Devin brings I, up the fact. Because I sure the shit didn't. Well, Devin brings up the fact that Alabama absolutely embarrassed Georgia in the SEC championship game, okay? But did Georgia really have anything to play for other than winning the SEC championship? They went in as a number one team. Yeah. They were more than likely guaranteed a, a playoff spot. So who says that they didn't? That they really didn't care how that game went. They were using it as just an extra, we'll just say practice per se. So, so you're talking now. They might they have all this extra time now to play against Michigan. They might be a lot more fired up, and they might be a lot more better than what we're thinking. Despite how the SEC championship game went, Damon, yeah, that, that mute, sounds like a kind shit. of no, that he sounds just said like more better. This is more better. Yeah, that Sorry. sounds like a that sounds like a cop out. You know what I mean? That kind of sounds like a oh oh we were the number one team. We didn't have nothing to play for. You play for pride. You play for the fact that I beat Alabama. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to have some pride. You can't just oh well if we lose, blah blah blah. That's yeah. You'll never win. No one ever goes into a game. Well, not a winning football team, not a championship football team. They don't walk in the in the game talking about well if we even though. You know, we still have a chance. That's like going to play a gut smacker, knowing that you're going in the championship game and you have to get beat twice, or we could lose the first game. It doesn't matter. You have to beat us twice. And then you fuck around and lose both games. I, I think, right? I That's funny. Gut smacker. Takes me back. So, like. He just I, said a true story, too. I wasn't part of that story, but I've got a few like that, unfortunately. Um, the thing about. Georgia that besides that at an extra little extra motivation, you know, for not per performing well, that I think that they I'd lean towards them winning, but not covering, you know, if you're going that route, but is that, and I think Michigan playing better football is that Georgia's tight, like really has two excellent tight ends. And I think they, and then if, 
You know, I know the linebacker situation is pretty good, but I've heard it on pretty good authority that the Jim Thorpe winner is not going to play in the game for Michigan. Your number one defensive back, probably your best defensive. Well, Hutchinson's your best, you know, but like he's your second best player. Who, a Jabo? Yeah, he, I heard he's not going to play in the bowl game. I heard he did not travel the or you know to Miami. Well, I haven't I haven't know. heard any of that. So I know I hate breaking big... that to you, but I've I've heard it on pretty good authority that he did not travel with the team. That I could oh. be wrong, but like you know, that's a big loss, and that's in that secondary. I mean, you don't replace those guys. You know, you, they're they're that good. Like in our bowl game, we're missing George Karloftis. We have another guy that's good. He's no George Karloftis. That's a top three, four pick in the draft. You know. You don't replace that at, at anywhere, not even out anywhere, you know. Right. So I really think Michigan matches up really well with you for your sake and, you know, the Big Ten's sake. I hope you're right. Um, I, like I said, the only thing that gives me a pause is that, like, they really got smoked and very humbled. So who are, you know, are they the team that started the year or whatever? I think Michigan's playing better ball, and I think they match up very well, very, very well. So I would think Michigan would cover seven and a half points and be very, like, but they maybe win, you know. It's not a bad money line if you're. It's it's not a waste of money. Cincinnati money line, that's a waste of money. This is this thing. It's a waste of money. Any, any bet for Michigan's a waste of money. So that's what I that's what I was going to say earlier. Everybody's talking about how humble Georgia got on that loss to Alabama. How they're going to be hungry. This that and the other. Flip side, your number two Michigan just win the Big Ten dominantly and you're not put in the number one spot where they sh- feel you're not like putting no respect on the be. name you're not putting no respect on I the think, name yeah i think that michigan's going to come in with a little bit of animosity towards the rankings committee towards the ncaa and and literally say no we deserve to be number one we're going to show you by beating the the team that was number one all year long I like Michigan's camaraderie. I think they're a better team than Georgia. <coughs> Excuse me. I think they're a very close group from everything I've read and heard. I think they're really tight, and that makes a big difference. So, Because they've been losing for a long time. You can't do nothing but stick together when you've been losing. Kind of like Shit. Cowboys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. You Says know, a Notre I, Dame I, fan. Yeah, I like hey. the um, – I, I, like, I like the fact that Georgia's playing the – the you know the row in you know i mean we're humbled you know we got a lot to prove we're better than what we saw in alabama but you could say the same thing that this michigan team has you know what i mean we've been proving you wrong all year y'all thought we were shit when we started the season you put us in wow. what the equivalent of rank 45 you know what i'm saying first unranked team that makes the college football playoff you know you you, you underrate us the whole year you thought we was gonna get waxed by how who i mean we were underdog in what what seventy percent of our games this year? That I mean, that's a good reason. Team. That's a good reason right there why <laughs> they shouldn't do rankings until week six at least. I mean, we was an underdog in sixty percent of our games as the higher ranked team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're talking about disrespect, you know. What I mean, I'm not playing the hardball role. I mean, I can give or take because I was a Michigan fan before him. I'm gonna be a Michigan fan after him. You know what I'm saying? So, but. We can play the little victim role too. Yeah. So, no, I mean, there, I'm, just a lot of momentum. A, I'm just making a point that, like, if the, I mean, it's it's like sometimes it's like you're not like who you play, it's like when you play them, right? Right. I had a few weeks to, like, you know, 
Like I think if you if this would have been like three week three weeks before Ohio State, I'm at, I think I'd like your chances far greater. And I think also think you might win. Like I, I honestly think like I think Michigan is a better team. It might not be the best time to play Georgia if that makes sense. That makes like, sense. Like if they would have slot, like they would have beaten Alabama, knocked them off. You play them in that first round or in the you know, like, I really like you. That's my only thing. Who shows up? I think that defense is going to really get after it. That's you know. And the question is, can you guys do enough on offense that you can't run the ball like you want? That's it's going to be a low scoring game, I think. You know, so in my opinion, but that's me. So Dan, I know your score. You got uh, 33-31 Michigan. What you got, um, Matt? No, this Dan picking Michigan. That's come on, man. We just went through this whole thing <laughs> yesterday. And I know you, you countered me. Well, you went one and one <laughs> on my fucking picks last night. You made my Don't fourteen bl- parlays screwed up to the first game. Thanks, Matt. Blame the SEC on that one. That's not my fault. <laughs> hey, pick Mississippi State. They're gonna win. <laughs> Shit told- on that one. I told you the Virginia Tech Maryland game was going to be a toss up. So, whichever Tech team showed up, yeah, uh, Maryland tossed them up. All right. Yeah, <laughs> game two lost. Yeah, I, stopped, I stopped watching it at forty three to ten, uh, forty one to ten. That's funny. So, um, yeah, it's uh, funny. I'll shut up now. <laughs> Devin, who you got? Well, Matt, who you got? Who are oh, you picking Alabama say, or Georgia? He's picking, he's saying Michigan. Oh, no. I'm going to say 21 20 Georgia. Ooh. Very close. Very close. For Matt? argument's sake, for argument's sake, just because I know it's going to burn Dan deep down, I'll say Georgia 50, Michigan 0. God, God no. damn. damn! No, no, no! In all honesty, I, the podcast. <laughs> no, in, in all honesty, if I, it's gonna, I think it's close. I think it's you're talking like a twenty three twenty game. Yeah, Georgia. But, all right, um, well, ring, I got, I got Michigan winning. That's all no, <laughs> very possible. Oh, man. There's a, I got that's a, a shock right there. Dude. I got to win it because the national championship game is here in Indy, and I will camp out. Downtown, <laughs> you can put that national champ. You can put that that Michigan flag, that whole thing on that seven and a half, bro. That's easy money. You got it, man. You should go get a tattoo of the national championship trophy. A while, you might get yeah. one before like the next thirty years. But yeah. well, he's got one in his lifetime. You know, hey, but he's only got half of it added because Tennessee has the other. No, I like my chances of Michigan winning the national championship faster than the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl, or maybe even a second playoff game. Win a playoff game. We have to. I know. Two in twenty-five years. Good job. Hey, I think I got to head off here. I got one last little. uh, I got la- one last little uh, call, girl. Call, girl. Are you ready? <laughs> hey, not that kind of hotel room. I think I know them back there. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for a little bit of a a bonus here for a, I'm gonna look at the score here really quick. Not score, but the the game. He's got he's got one of those almanacs like back in the future, back to the future too, huh? I do. Let me go through. Let me see Biff. Get your damn hands. Damn, up. man, I need to borrow that. 
Yeah, it's it's not it's unfortunately not very good apparently. <laughs> uh, hold on. You might want to fire your bookie. <laughs> oh, he's got yeah, two. We have one oh two man, one. the whole crowd come in tonight. Two for one. <laughs> dinner's here. It. We fresh cow. The fresh cows. I know, right? <laughs> I think. Uh, if you like a really good, I'll meet you guys in just a few minutes. Okay. Um, I think sour. <laughs> they want to go to dinner. Coco. I bet they do. Yeah, they've been <laughs> starving. Damn. Yeah, it puts the lotion in the basket. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's my daughter, my sister, and my girlfriend. Only one of them can put the lotion in the basket. Um, so Utah, wait a minute. Hold on. You say you live where? I'm at a music city bowl in Nashville. Where do you live, though? Where do you live? He lives in Alabama. That's right. So two of uh, two out of those three are are eligible. Okay, so now we're moving on with the Utah. Damn, that's rough. Uh, I think that's harsh. Good thing you're not from Kentucky. I've been three for three, but you're good. (laughs) I didn't make it all the way up there. The trifecta, the trifecta, if you will. Um, I'll tell you a, a live dog, man. That's hilarious. Is a Utah four and a half point dog against Ohio State? Really I'll take it. I'll <laughs> yeah, take it. No, no Olave. Well, like if you watch, Utah oh, if there's no Chris game, Olave, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Well, Utah. But even still, I mean, how are you, you going to sit out of the one really quick point before we move on? Before I, we <coughs> I 100% agree with you on vacation. How are you going to be? What is going on with all these players that are sitting out of bowl games? That's just disgusting. How are you going to be growing up, growing up playing it like they said, hey, you're going to play in a Rose Bowl? Like, eh, I'm going to sit out. That's unheard of five, eight, seven, ten years. That's ago. a whole nother conversation that will probably take a whole nother show. No worries. I'm I just very op- that. Yeah, I'm very Ooh. opinionated on that one. I'm not a fan at all. At but all. I, I just think Utah wants that game more. Clearly, and, I, and Ohio State has enough firepower. But the, my thing is, like, I heard they don't tra- like. Usually, Ohio State travels very well. Mm. I heard they didn't really all travel like all that well. Maybe it could be COVID a little bit, but you know, it's the damn Rose Bowl, bro. Like, you know, how do you not? How do you not go to the Rose Bowl? You know, yeah. and so you, for Utah, it's a bigger game. It's like, hey, let's get this notch on our belt. Yeah. You know, like, and if you same watch, re- like, it's Utah like the same. Up. Yeah, it's going to be like the same reason Michigan beats Georgia. I, I think I think that that's, yeah you're not wrong. you're not wrong. That's like, I mean, only they hold me back was that like they got embarrassed. No, they I mean honestly, me. I know Damon and myself have I actually been on Utah for the past few years. Yes, I mean we have we have been watching yeah. that team yeah. out there progress, yeah. and obviously you know it's always at least that one that one time at the beginning of the season. Kind of get some sideways for a little bit, but yeah, you see how Utah dog whipped uh, Oregon twice. Yep. Yeah. Ohio State secondary is trash. Yeah. And you see how Utah dog whipped Oregon twice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I just not yeah. gonna be an easy game for OSU. Oh, I mean, and if I, you don't have his safety blanket Alave coming back, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other guys on that defense that probably aren't gonna play either. I think Ohio State is going into this with the wrong mind state. And Utah is going to come in there and they're going to thump them. They're going to thump and they're going to thump them. I mean, them like to me, like that. I just having to look at the, the games that are remaining. I'm like, that just was like, like big red truck. Like I thought to myself, like, 
I don't even understand. I mean, I don't understand how they're four and a half point dog. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, but like, if that was a really, really, really good Ohio State team, not that they're not, you know, I get, I'm not trying they'd to. They'd be in the, they'd be in the playoffs. <laughs> well, that's true. They would be in the playoffs, but they would have got throttled in those too, man. You know, they got Michigan exposed a lot of their things. Mm-hmm. And Utah, like, Utah's no joke. I mean, I'm, no glad, I'm not playing Utah. But I'm, I'd rather be playing. Tennessee than Utah. Matt right now is probably changing his pick on that game. Yeah, that was one of the two games other than the the CFP that I was looking at, looking forward to was the the Utah that one and the Notre Dame game. It was another game that I was looking looking forward to to see of nine CFP bowl games. So he's going to say I think Notre Dame's in a pretty good spot there. Yeah, yeah. I'm mad because we should have played. I think that we should have been playing the Big Twelve. Champions. Yeah, I think you should have been playing Baylor. I'd rather see you play Baylor. And I think that that's why I was intrigued about this one because Notre Dame feels a little disrespected. I think that was a smack to you uh, telling you you need to get out of the independency and get your ass into a conference. Because if you were in a conference, you wouldn't have had this issue. You'd be in the CFP. And somebody picked OK State. I did. I think OK State is a super underrated team. I really do. They yeah, they're, the they're underrated. By... They're underrated yeah. when they they lost to Baylor. It's not just the three inches that he was missing; it was the four interceptions that he threw in the third quarter alone, damn near, that caused them to lose that game. I and I get that, but Baylor's a good team, and like Baylor's underdogs to Ole Miss. I think yeah. Baylor outright beats that's a real slight underdog, but I think that's Lane Kiffin is trash again. Right. Why do these dumbasses keep getting jobs? Hire me, <laughs> right? <laughs> come on, you can't tell me you can't tell me that Oklahoma State beating Notre Dame that the Van Gundy interview interview afterwards is going to be awesome. Like I'm a man, I'm fifty, I beat the Catholics. <laughs> Absolutely, you got my the waterfall. Here Best mullet of all mulletdom. Right. <laughs> well, all right, That's fellas. All right, fellas. On that note, I think we're going to wrap this show up. It's been a pleasure having both of you gentlemen on joining us on the yeah. Dukes of Football. Thanks for you having us. Open, you have Appreciate an open it. invitation to come back and talk college pros all you want because, you know, we got pro talk coming up with these last couple of weeks going into the playoffs. It's going to be really exciting. So yeah. we appreciate you guys coming on and hanging out with us for a little bit. And uh, make sure you uh, tell your people to hit the share button and the subscribe button, and we can have a great friendship. Let's do it again, man. We got this. This is a lot of fun, man. Awesome. Dan, you got to do it after Michigan loses. March Madness. (laughs) (laughs) Or before, you know. Anyways, great meeting you guys. Awesome time, man. Great podcast, bro. Awesome, bro. Appreciate it. Dan, you got anything before we roll out? Uh, yeah, real quick. Obviously, uh, I've been under a rock for the past month or so. It feels like, um, thank everybody for all your support, your, your thoughts and prayers that y'all did for me over the past couple, three weeks or so. I appreciate it. Um, just to let you guys know, I am getting better day by day. I am not a very good dependent person and Mm. my wife Mm. and Mm. Yeah, yeah, Damon knows I'm very mm. independent, and this is killing me right now mm. to be dependent on everything. Um, but I'm not on oxygen anymore. I'm sitting here. Uh, the blood clots sucked, but they're still there, and I'm on blood thinners for the next few months. Uh, you know, hopefully, just seen the doctor yesterday. Hopefully, 
within the next couple of weeks, they are completely gone. Um, still just got to tell myself to slow down and, and remind myself that all the time. But so I missed you guys. I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas. But I did not want to miss you guys and tell you Happy New Year's 2022 is going to be even better than 2021 for everybody, even even Cowboy fans. You know why? Because it's going to be funny when the Eagles make the motherfucking playoffs with you guys. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Well, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all of your good things. You can hit us up on the website, bwsports1.com. Uh, uh, check us out. <laughs> people, if you're looking to do some work, some business, some advertising, uh, some digital enhancements to your portfolio, check us out, info.bwsports1 at gmail.com. For the lion, the one, our guest, the family, happy New Year's, and we are out. Pull up. Pew, pew.